0: Cheeseheads, get on your feet! It's curd and law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvat. Hey, Sparky Feiger, twelve fifty a.m. The Fan. beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Follow me on Twitter at Sparky Radio. My guy Ryan Horvat on Twitter at Ryan Horvat. Part of BetMGM tonight weeknights. Uh, part of the BetQL Radio Network. Throwing me under the bus earlier today on Twitter, referring to me as a suit. Let the record show. I think I've worn a suit uh, to this radio station multiple times, but in every instance, it's been my Christmas suit that I wear on the last day of the toy drive every year. So, to be fair, that's the only time you've ever caught me in a suit, uh, Ryan Horvath. Blaming me for him producing for two years not oh. being able to host. That's ridiculous. Uh, okay, let's talk about the Packers. Uh, Packers Patriots joint practice. Uh, we delight starting this podcast to get in as much of this practice as we can. Neither one of us obviously there, but thank God for the likes of Andy Herman from the Pack and Day podcast, Ryan Wood from the Green Bay Press-Gazette, and those guys uh, all doing a great job of giving us kind of play-by-play. And uh, let's talk about the guys that did not practice today in day one of the joint practices. Uh, Enos Gaines, Eric Stotes, Caleb Jones, David Bakhtiari, uh, Tanuta, Tyler Davis. I think he's done for the year. Uh, Tyler Goodson and Nichols uh, still out as well. Um, and no Kenny Clark and no Bo Melton. He, Bo Melton, the wide receiver, has a hamstring injury. We learned that later in camp. And Devondre Campbell also not practicing uh, because of an ankle injury. Tavares Moore, uh, Tavarius Moore, I should say, started at safety next to Savage. Van Ness, the start at edge. Jair uh, was in with team. McDuffie in for Campbell. Uh, so that's kind of what the whole thing looked like uh, going into this. Quick notes without doing play by plays of what these guys have. Uh, the Packers uh, not running the ball well um, at all. Uh, they they really struggled to run the ball today. Uh, there was a you know five yard run here, four yard run there type deal, but th- there was nobody breaking open uh, early on. If you go back on these guys' Twitter's accounts, you just see Dylan run for nothing, Jones run for nothing, uh, and it, it was it was not. Uh, exactly a great start Uh, Jones had a nice move on one guy a little bit later in practice Dylan I think had five yards up the middle uh, and the interior uh, a little bit in practice but the Patriots run defense very very good now this is my thing and I'm gonna ask Ryan Horvath so how much do you read into how you do against another team's defense based on what that defense was last year or what it's expected to be this year. It's like when you're getting stopped by the Patriots run defense, is it, damn, our offensive line better play better? Or is it, yeah, I mean, it's Belichick's defense. Like this is, this is probably going to happen from time to time. It's not going to be the only team that they wrap up and stop uh, as far as the run game goes. How, how do you view this uh, in this joint camp practice today with the Packers struggling to run the ball?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a little concerning. I don't really worry about Aaron Jones. Also, like you said, I mean, David Bakhtiari not practicing today, so you don't have your full offensive line out there. The Patriots were a solid defense last year, obviously not the defense that they've been, you know, for the last decade or the Super Bowl runs. But you know what's kind of funny is they actually struggled a little bit against the run last season, so I'd say that's a little concerning. But overall, a pretty good defense. You know, A.J. Dillon, I need to see more from A.J. Dillon this season. And I actually really like that one carry that he had in that first preseason game like we talked about. Uh, Saw some bursts there, but he has to have a big year, right? Um, Yeah. Or I don't know where he's going to be next year. And this year he should finally – I mean, last year he got the touches, right? Like, he's just – he's a solid back. And I think he's a better pass catcher than we expected coming out of Boston College because they just didn't throw the ball to backs there. But I just expected him to be more of like a Derrick Henry type back. Granted, he's not six foot four, but with those big ass legs, man, I expected him to be more like a Jerome Bettis. And it seems like he just gets brought down by one defender, right? So, like, I just want to see him be more of a load. I never want to see A.J. Dillon get taken down by one or two defenders. I want to see him dragging guys, three or four guys jumping on his back. Um, so that is a little bit concerning, but again, you could say, Hey, um, you know, it's, it's a joint practice. Let's see what they do in the game. If they get run in the exhibition game, and the you have know another
0: joint practice tomorrow. So you're going to get two and, days
1: and, and tomorrow and you don't know David Bakhtiari today. So a little concerning, but not too concerned. Maybe
0: Bakhtiari plays tomorrow. We'll have to wait and see on uh, some special teams work uh, done earlier on in the practice as well. Uh, Andy Herman saying Carrington Valentine doing work on special teams, too, covering punts and jamming for punt returns. Tavian Wicks with an awesome block on uh, punt returns. Uh, and as Andy Herman points out, Jaden Reed, the primary punt returner today, looks so smooth catching the ball on punt returns. Basically, Packers basically did an Amari Rodgers redo, and I think they crushed it this time. Uh, and would that be a fair assessment, Ryan Horvat? Is this trying to still recorrect what they did with Amari Rodgers? Different player, different year, but trying to fill still the same role that they wanted to fill with Amari Rodgers?
1: Yeah, that's what it looks like, right? I mean, I'm really excited for Jaden Reed, what he could do on special teams. Also, as the gadget guy. You know, I want to see him on some end arounds. Yeah, Yeah. some jet sweeps. Uh, You know, I want to see a lot of pre-snap motion. That really went away last year. You know, we saw that really the first year where Aaron Rodgers didn't have a great season. Then he started using it less and less, uh, the two MVP runs. And then last year, we didn't really see it at all. So I want to see more of that. I also want to see Christian Watson still be a gadget guy, you know, even though he's probably going to be your best ride receiver, maybe your second best, if Romeo Dobbs has the season we all expect. But yeah, that's what it looks like. But I also like that they're trying to find ways to get Carrington Valentine on the field. Uh, And I believe that's something that Andy Herman tweeted out that Matt LaFleur said before practice. You know, they got to find ways to get him on the field. I'm so excited about what he could do on the defensive side of the ball as a defensive back. Let's say Eric Stokes isn't what he was as a rookie. You know, I know there was an injury last year, but even before the injury, he didn't look like he did as a rookie. So I'm really excited for for Valentine. And I want to see him get on the field. And also, I like depth. Because like, let's say Jaden Reed or whoever that guy is is a little bit of a nightmare. Don't continue to send him out there every week. Make that switch really quickly because that was the issue last year. You kept trotting Amari Rodgers out there and it cost you ball games. Uh, a couple of years ago, Ty Montgomery made two big mistakes two weeks in a row. You got to correct that right away. So um, I'm excited for to see what all these guys really can do there. Yeah,
0: I, I, I am too. I forgot. Uh, Dylan also had a fumble uh, earlier in practice uh, as well. Uh, also special teams, our guy, uh, Andrews Carlson. Now, now, again, th- I'm I'm telling you, Horvath, this is going to be a thing with me all year. Just be ready, and I'm going to be screaming and yelling from the rooftop. So this is the deal. Early in practice, field goal drill, right? Okay, here we go. Kick some field goals. Carlson, good from 33, good from 40, good from 42, good from 48, good for 50. Five for five. I'm looking on my Twitter. woohoo, Okay. All right. Wide right, Carlson. Maybe we're done with that. Maybe now we can... Be good, Carl. I couldn't tell you the last time I saw him go five for five in any practice uh, based on what I read on Twitter, obviously. So I was like, okay, this this is pretty good. Now hold that thought until we get later in a practice because uh, it's going to come back up again. So now, uh, as we were going through this, this is what we're realizing today with Love. He appears to be on today for the most part. I mean, he underthrew one a little bit, and he overthrew one just a little bit between a corner and a safety. Um, but other than that, it felt like, for the most part, he's been on. Watson took 170 yards for a touchdown uh, in the practice uh, as well uh, from Jordan Love. Uh, and this one was uh, from Andy Herman. Love all day to throw. Finds Watson on a deep cross or complete. Defender falls down trying to break it up. Watson takes the house, probably 70 yards. Awesome play Love right on the money. There's a uh, there's a lot of that within this. <laughs> Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We don't know if he's going to play yet in the exhibition game as we're recording this because they're still finishing up the practice as we're recording. So maybe we'll know this by the time you listen to the podcast, if he's going to play or not on Saturday. But I don't think he will play on Saturday. I think they'll wait for Seattle. So today and tomorrow is going to be the good looks you're gonna get of Jordan Love against the starters on the other team. He's not playing against twos and threes for the Patriots. He's playing against their ones. So from that aspect, when he has a good day to join practice, then that that counts, right? Horvat that okay, look, he did good today against against the Patriots Dean and, and things are still going in the right direction. We haven't had a nightmare joint practice or a nightmare exhibition game to this point because he's not throwing picks. And like today so far, when we started recording this, he hasn't even thrown one in somebody else's hands and they just dropped it. Like Romeo, uh, uh, Rajul Douglas, I think dropped two interceptions in the practice today against Mac Jones and hit him in the hands and he couldn't hold on to it. Uh, And it doesn't appear that anything's even even close to being intercepted against the Patriots.
1: Yeah, I mean, with uh, Jordan Love, I mean, that's huge. Especially granted, like you said, joint practice not even a preseason game, but going against a Belichick defense regardless, even if it is a joint practice. And that's a pretty good secondary, a pretty good pass defense in New yep. England. And, I mean, if he does that again tomorrow, a second day in a row in a joint practice, I don't really need to see him in a preseason game. Maybe I don't even need to see him against Seattle. Like you said, then there's that long layoff. But um, – I mean, I would prefer to, it gives me a reason to watch and I don't need to see four quarters or three quarters of Sean Clifford, but I'm starting to get excited about Jordan Love. When you read these comments or you see these throws, you know, the couple clips that we do get to see on social media, just because we just watched what Bill Belichick did to another young quarterback. Granted, he's a rookie and CJ Stroud, you know, Stroud looked terrible against the Patriots. Every young quarterback looks terrible against new England. Bill Belichick ruins the careers of young quarterbacks and Jordan Love looking good against that secondary gives me some hope so much hope that you know what like I've been talked into it so with the win total being at seven and a half in the last couple years being around 10 11 and a half a couple years ago their updated win total during the season was 13 and a half I ended up betting $850 last night on the Packers to go over seven and a half wins I showed this to my good buddy Bart Winkler because Jordan Love doesn't need to be Aaron Rodgers back-to-back MVP Aaron Rodgers he needs to be better than last season's Aaron Rodgers. And I think right. he's gonna be better than last season's Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying he's a better quarterback than Rodgers, right. or he'll be better than Rodgers this season. Although, man, Rodgers had a terrible practice we'll yesterday. Yeah. So maybe he does. But uh, I'm all in. Like, because the defense, everything that you're reading, like all they have to do is stay healthy. I don't know why there was so much regression last year. We all projected them to be top ten. Yep. You saw know what they did against San Francisco. Granted, it was a cold weather game at Lambeau in that playoff game, though. They played good enough to win that game. They didn't even score an offensive touchdown. I thought they were going to build off of that. So this team should at least win eight games in a crappy NFC. And I'm starting to feel good about Jordan Love. Again, I don't know that he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he's definitely, he should be better than like C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, year one. Because he's not a rookie. We keep treating Jordan Love like a lot of people in the national media like he's a rookie. There's no excuses, man. Like he was a first-round pick that they traded up for, so he has to perform this year. Or yeah, maybe no you no. Want, But I, I do think that he does. I think, I think he'll be fine. I don't think he'll but, be the issue
0: before we get to the two minute drill part of this, uh, which everybody cares about everybody uh, for whatever reason, everybody focuses on the two minute drill part of these practices more than the rest of the practice. As far as how good Jordan love is one thing, Sean Clifford uh, getting some props uh, today uh, throws a dart uh, to Malik Heath down the right sideline. According to Ryan Wood, Uh, And this time he does not miss, dropped it into a bucket from 31 yards over Patriots quarterback Jack Jones for a touchdown, ending the backup two-minute drill. Clifford has backup quarterback job all but locked up. And earlier in the practice, uh, he got some props from one of the DBs on a throw he made about how strong his arm was uh, from one of the DBs in New England. I hope he continues to play like this, this preseason. And I hope he looks better Next preseason, because for the first time since the Ron Wolf era, they're going to be in a position to possibly cash in and get a better draft choice for a quarterback they drafted and the round they drafted him. You go back and look, you get a number one pick for, was it Brunel or whatever the case was you used to back in the day with with five backups, you would trade backup quarterbacks and get something in return for him. Hassle back to Seattle. You were able to get something in return for him. You might now with Clifford, it looks like providing he still plays well next year in preseason, because we, you both agree, we don't want to see him in the regular season providing he plays well in preseason next year. And Jordan Love is certainly the guy you might be able to trade Clifford right off the bat next year. Uh, and g- maybe get a second round pick for him or a first round pick for
1: him. I will know, I will not entertain this. You are not getting a first round hey, pick for John Clifford. If he party. plays
0: well, he's got everybody talking right now. I'm just telling you, if he plays well the hey. rest of preseason and he plays well again next preseason, there might be an opportunity to to get a pretty good draft pick for Clifford after next preseason. Just we'll saying, see. second we'll round see. pick, whatever. I mean, this may turn out to be okay for the Packers. I know you don't like Clifford and I'm not a fan of Clifford necessarily either in big games, uh, but it, it might be something. All right. So there's two minute drill. You got As it. Andy Herman puts it. Follow him on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL tie game, zero, zero one time out, about a minute, 30 left ball around the 25 ish. According to, to uh, Andy Herman first play love to Dobbs on a slam for 20. Okay. And complete to Dobbs clock stops. Watson crosser, complete clock ticks. Touré complete clock ticks. Throw away off pressure, but penalty on defense, maybe offsides. Love to Dobbs on a slant. Again, big pickup Timeout. First and 10. 11 seconds left. Ball in 25. Lobs to Dobbs quick. Out complete for 5-ish out of bounds. 7 seconds left. Purposeful throw away to burn time. Field goal on for the potential win. Here comes Carlson, who was 5 for 5 in their little field goal drill. Here you go, dude. Go win. Go win the practice. Go hit the kick. 40 yards. Misses. Yeah, Carlson blows the chance. And I believe he missed it wide, right? Like he had been missing it to this point. That to me is going to be an issue. I'm telling you right now. And I saw, who was it? Somebody on Twitter. I don't remember which Packer person it was. One of these Packer people um, were saying that with Carlson, they said, well, that doesn't mean anything for Jordan Love. Well, okay, fine. You're right. It doesn't. If Carlson misses a field goal, People aren't going to look at Jordan Love and go, boy, he sucks. No, but you're going to cost them wins. See, that's the thing. This is about winning football games. And you have no competition for this dude. None. So if he goes into the regular season and misses, I don't know, three of the first six or misses a couple extra points, then you're going to go get the veteran kicker in the middle of the season? Or are we going to watch this dude miss kicks all year long and cost us games? I don't. I know.
1: I don't want him here. Here, Here's the thing. I don't want him either. Like, you know, no country for old men, Brian Gudikins. I'm still haunted by the tweet that Mason Crosby's wife, Molly, had. Like, Mason Crosby, you know what? I know he doesn't have the strongest leg, even though he did just kick his career high at Lambeau Field just last year. He doesn't have the strongest leg, but I trust him in the clutch, you know, to make the makeable kicks. Like, let's be honest, man. And so here's the thing. If this team, what's the goal this year? All you're doing is replacing a Hall of Fame quarterback who everybody says is washed up with your first round pick that you moved up for. You're doing the same thing that the Chiefs did. Now, Alex Smith isn't a Hall of Famer, but you're almost doing the same thing, right? And then Mahomes was in the AFC title game and in the Super Bowl, back-to-back years, right away. You're doing that same thing. You have, what, eight or nine first-round picks on the defensive side of the ball that you, Brian Gutekind, drafted. You have your quarterback of the future. You have all your wide receivers You have your offensive lineman, Elton Jenkins, out there, right? So, shouldn't the goal be to win a weak NFC North? And if the goal is to win a weak NFC North, why wouldn't you want a veteran kicker like Mason Crosby, who right now is the best available? Why are you rolling out this kid that's pissing down his leg in practice, making a 40 yarder? Unless we're missing something. Cody Parke could tell you how this story ends. Unless Crosby back up.
0: Unless we're missing something. Unless Crosby said, I don't want to play for you. I don't want to be a to part of it. a rebuild. I'm going to wait for a contender to have a need a kicker. And then I'm going to go there. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe Crosby just said, I don't, I don't want to come kick for a rebuild team. I, I'd i rather just stay home and I'll wait for somebody that has a kicker. That's a contender to call me and I'll go kick for them down the stretch. Who knows? I I, I don't know the true answer to all of this, but to me, it's, it seems rather obvious. Uh, now, Tom Silverstein from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel said on that 40 yard field goal, he was kicking into the wind. And then he said a little while later, for what it's worth, Nick Folk, kicking for the Patriots now, a veteran kicker, field yeah. goal in the same direction died and dropped in front of the crossbar, kicking into the wind in the same direction. So, not saying he made ex- making an excuse for Carlson, but he's pretty much saying Folk missed a kick similarly, but it dropped at the crossbar. He did miss it wide right, right, but he missed it short. So, either way, I'm I'm running out of
1: patience uh, with That's Carlson. Like my we haven't comes even gotten so to and he's like, well, you know, Michael put his nose on the wall, too. And I'm like, well, I don't care about him. I don't, I don't care about Nick Foles. Right. I care about Carlson, who continues to be a young disaster at practice. Like, no, 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 they, they no. They screwed over Mason Crosby. Goot wanted all the old guys gone. This is
0: Basaccia's guy, though, remember. Basaccia coached his brother in Vegas. Basaccia was the one stomping on the table. Hey, I need him. I need him. I've known him since, you know, he was younger. I want my guy. And I'm telling you, that is the only reason they don't have a dad, another damn kicker in camp. Because Basaccia doesn't want him to get beat in camp by somebody else and then have to go tell his family that, sorry, we're cutting your kid. That's the only reason Andrews Carlson is the only position in camp without any competition.
1: My Super. prediction is my prediction is he misses two game winning kicks. He's cut by week eight. No chance of
0: cutting him. Basach is not cutting him. No way. This is like a family member to him. It sounds like
1: there's no well, chance he's not getting cut. I'm going to cut the cord then and watch every other team but the Packers if they continue to trot him out there. If he's missing game winners, yep. I, I, I hear you. Can't
0: All right. Uh, other news. Uh, let's go to topic number two. You referred to it earlier from Matt Lafleur. Uh, somebody brought up to him about what about moving Rajul Douglas to safety if Carrington Valentine continues to play as well as he has been playing. Uh and the question to you, Ryan Horvath is do you like this suggestion? Uh LaFleur said he's not ruling anything out. And if Valentine continues to play this way, they got to figure out a way to get him on the field that they'll look at all options. So he didn't say no, he didn't say yes, he just said they'll look at all options. Uh, what say you, Mr. Horvath?
1: Yeah, you got to get your best players on the field, right? So like if Valentine, if we get a bigger sample size, and we still luckily got two more preseason games, right? We don't need to see more Jordan Love, but we need to see more Valentine out there. And if he continues to look good, if he continues to make plays, man, you have to get him on the field and just not on special teams. So we'll see what Eric Stokes looks like, because we don't know what he looks like coming off an injury. You know, Valentine may be your other corner with Jair, Um or, you know, yeah, I do like this idea because obviously you have to have Rasul Douglas on the field, even if he is dropping picks. And if you want to get Valentine, you got to get your best players out there. That's the thing, because we can't continue. They can't continue to trot Darnell Savage out there if he continues to be a liability. You know what I'm saying? We don't really know what the safety position is going to look like this season because Adrian Amos has been so good the last couple of years. I know he wasn't himself last year, but he's been reliable since they signed him. That was one of Good's great signings. Um, so yeah, I like that idea. I want to, see, I want to see what it looks like, you know, maybe tinker with it a little bit in preseason here. Cause there is two more games, but I yeah, say you got to get players on the field. That's what I would do personally. Like if I'm playing Madden, right?
0: Exactly. I think they had somebody tweeted. I don't know. It was. Somebody said that they had Rajul Douglas at safety for one day last year in training camp and then scrapped it and went back to him at corner. So I don't remember the scenario of why he was there for that day or why they went away from him for that day or what the case is. But as far as a playmaker goes in the secondary, he is a playmaker. Like He finds his way to the ball, Ryan, where he's going to put himself in a position to make plays. Now, he may drop interceptions like he did today against Mac Jones, but he was in the position to make the play twice that I saw on Twitter to make a play. I, I I'm all for it, but if we're going to do this or if they're going to do this, you better start soon. I, I don't want to hear about, Oh, in week two, we're going to move them to safety. No, if you're going to consider moving them to safety, then move them to safety and let them go play safety. You know, all next week play safety against the Seahawks have two more weeks to practice playing safety and practice. And make that decision. Let's not wait for cut down day and then go, oh, we're going to move him to safety now. I don't, I mean, just make up your mind.
1: Yeah. I mean, you want to have your most talented players on the field. Right. And uh, like you look at Jair, obviously you can't move to safety. You wouldn't want to do that. He's one of the best corners in the league. Eric Stokes isn't a safety, but you look at, you know, Douglas is more of a ball hawk, right? Like a ball hawk, like makes plays on the ball. So I would actually rather see him as the experiment. Like you said, they did it one day last year at practice, never went back to it, but you got to get your best players on the field. And what I worry about with Darnell Savage, I know he's made a couple plays in practice on Jordan Love, but you know, once you get to year three, year four, man, aren't you kind of are what you are. You don't really see guys, especially on that side of the ball, like something just doesn't click and they have a breakout year on that side of the ball. I think. I think Savage kind of is what he is, unfortunately. And uh, what he is is a liability out there. I'd rather have Douglas at safety, yes.
0: Yep. All right. Let's go to topic number three to wrap it up. Hard Knocks episode two uh, was last night. I don't know if you got to see it or not. Uh, They had this mental, whatever he was, prediction of what you're going to say. Oh, you're wearing an Aaron Rodgers t-shirt. Uh, for those of you watching on the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel, don't forget you can download the podcast on your Odyssey Sports app or if you download your favorite podcast app as well. Subscribe, follow, do all that fun stuff too. Uh, okay, so they had this, this dude comes in predicting what card is where and doing all this stuff. And Rogers is holding a baby goldfish in his hand. And he thought he had a deck of cards and yada, yada, yada. That was all entertaining and that was fun. To me, watching that, Salah, he... He's a little bit different than Matt Lafleur. He's a little bit different than Mike McCarthy. He is old school, old school in the aspect of he wants physicalness. He wants um, violence. That that type of stuff. That's what he wants, and he better see it from both sides of the ball. And that offensive line, holy crap, did he tear into them? And as somebody pointed it out this morning. They're surprised that they the, the Jets allowed them to show him killing the offensive line for everybody to see. A lot of people thought they would, never, they would never allow that to happen. They don't want everybody to see how pissed off and how scared he is of his offensive line. But that offensive line not only looked bad in that preseason game or in that joint practice last week, Ryan, and the joint practice today against the Buccaneers, A, there were fights all over the field. The DB's coach for the Jets got carted off. He got knocked down and hurt his knee or something, so he's out. The offensive line was trash all day. Rodgers was running for his life and was horrible by all accounts. Uh, In practice today, they got a problem on that offensive line, and Aaron Rodgers is in no position to have to be running for his life all year at his age. No position.
1: He's going to have to get rid of the ball quickly, which it's funny because like, yeah, I watched the episode, but I'm also reading the reports from practice that just wrapped up today as we're taping. And again, it was a rough showing for the offense for Aaron Rodgers, who's just had no time at practice. It was sack after sack after sack. Yep. All the plays that he did make today, it looked like he just got rid of the ball quickly. Quick slant. to Three, four, five yards. Yeah. So you got to be concerned with the offensive line, man. I mean. Man, if the Jets are going all in, maybe they should make a call for David Bakhtiari. But can't I don't do
0: think- it. Packers can't do it. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I talked about this earlier. I mean, you're talking about taking on, what is it, like $38, $39 million in dead cap money if you make that trade? And he's making 21 as the cap number this year. So another $18 million? No chance. Yeah. No, now, no, next year. Next year they can definitely get rid of them and be done with them for sure. Then the Jets can have them after this season. But there's just no chance you can move David Bakhtiari at this point. As much as I'm sure Rodgers would give anything in his power to get that done, that that's a problem. Were you surprised by how
1: Sala is when things aren't going well? No, because I went back last night and I got the quote because we the Jets beat beat Green Bay last year, obviously twenty seven to ten. And I'll never forget the press conference because LaFleur looked like he was going to cry because I believe they got rushed like 181 yards because Brees Hall had 117 or something like that by himself to 60. LaFleur in tears like usual, didn't get the ball to Aaron Jones. And Robert Sala after the game had this quote where he said, just keep giving them body blow after body blow after body blow and just keep hitting them. Just keep hitting them in the mouth. O-line just keep pushing and leaning on them. And we felt like if we could just keep taking them down the deep water, they'll find out they can't swim. It was just a mindset. That man, that's like Dan Campbell. I wish dude, because LaFleur and him are such good friends. That was our defensive coordinator. If Robert Sala was the Packers defensive coordinator last year, the year before that, although you can't really blame the defense uh, for either playoff loss, the San Francisco one, especially, or last year. But man, I mean, like they need that kind of toughness. But yeah, he's a little bit of a psychopath, total meathead. And it's funny because then you have Nathaniel Hackett, who it's just like, he's only, let's be honest, Hackett has a job because of Aaron Rodgers. Yes. He's, he seems like a very good guy, good dude, right? But like, he has no business being in this league. Thank God he's got a bunch of buddies, LaFleur and Rodgers, and he's on that LaFleur coaching tree because he's not a play caller. But yeah, man, I mean, I'm worried the Jets defense is going to be top five. But if that offensive line can't protect Aaron Rodgers, like Brees Hall, it's going to take him some time to look like Brees Hall again. I know you picked up Delvin Cook, but they're going to have to get that thing figured out. You're running as really good as your offensive line in the National Football League, dude. Can you explain something to me? I,
0: and again, I hope the Jets lose every damn game. I ain't ruined for him. You, you're ruined for your guy, Rodgers. Yeah. But but from just hear me out. You're the general manager of the Jets. Rodgers takes the pay cut that he takes. You need offensive linemen. One of the better offensive linemen in Dalton Riser, is still sitting out there. And you said, nah, I'm going to go get an old running back to pair up with my young, exciting running back. That's where I'm going to spend $8 million versus going and seeing how much that dude costs to help bring in a, a really good guard who's got a nasty streak to him, like Salah wants, that can run block and do all that stuff. Why? Would you be spending money on an aging running back versus going out and getting you a proven offensive lineman? I don't understand. I don't get
1: it. That's the million dollar question. Like that's what you worry about a little bit with the jets, man. Is like, is this a 12, 13 win team? I mean, if you're a jets fan, this is what you worry about. Or is this that Philadelphia Eagles team where Vince young was the backup to Michael Vick and he called them the dream team. And they went eight and eight because they're making Madden like decisions. Like you said, man, the NFL You have to have an offensive line. It's plug and play with these running backs. It really is. I hate to say it, but that's why they're not getting paid. You know who is still getting paid? Left tackles. So I'm shocked. That's a good point, though, that they didn't go out there and get an offensive lineman, especially one that's solid.
0: It just doesn't make any sense to me. And then on top of it, excuse me, that dude can't stay healthy in Delvin Cook. Now, you're not going to play him as much, but he's got to play and try and stay in the field. And then Brees Hall is coming off of a major injury on top of it. Like the early the early going here for both for the Jets with both of these guys is gonna be very, very interesting. And as pointed out, and if you go through and read some of these tweets from Jets practice, what was Rogers doing? Looking for Garrett Wilson, looking for Garrett Wilson, looking for Garrett Wilson, spent a majority of the practice trying to find Garrett Wilson. If this becomes Devontae Adams part two, where he's just gonna pad that ball and wait for Garrett Wilson 30 yards downfield to make a play, he's gonna get killed behind that offensive line because he's not going to get it out early and he's going to get killed far more than he should. And that offensive line should call David Bakhtiari or Elton Jenkins and ask him, so what's it like blocking for six or seven seconds? Cause that may be what they have to do. So Rodgers can make his play. I don't think this offensive line in New York can block for six or seven seconds. They can
1: barely block for three. It seems like maybe Zach Wilson, isn't the disaster. No, he is. I mean, but like it's hard for any quarterback to succeed behind bad offensive line play. You know what I mean? But yes. good point. I mean, and, and that's all, that's why I bet Garrett Wilson to have the most receptions in the league because you know when Rodgers finds this guy, he falls in love with this guy, but he's not going to be able to sit in the pocket, hold on to the ball like he did in Green Bay, because that's the thing. Like, yeah, you got a better defense, but he I don't I don't know that he understands that he has to understand how good the offensive line play has been the last couple of years. And like, there is no about- Elton Jenkins or David Bakhtiari. There are no all pros on that yes. offensive line.
0: And they're rotating centers right now. They got Tipman rotating in with this other dude. And then Rodgers and Hartnock's is like, I don't want a spiral coming back to me when you snap the ball. I want it to be like a lame duck just floating in the air back to me. That's what I want. And he was harping and harping and harping about how the ball has to be. Throw me a clunker, but don't make it a spiral, whatever you do. What? Uh, okay, sure. So he doesn't even know who his center is going to be in week one right now because they keep rotating guys. That, they're rotating guys across the line. And one last thing before we wrap up. The way he talked to Jace Campman, like, ridiculous. God, it. it was hilarious. It was absolutely ridiculous. You want to talk about no respect. You oh, let's let rot- guys talk. Dude, that is ridiculous. That, I'm sorry. Like, there's just... I was like, dude, that is come on, man. That's a former NFL player. He's an NFL coach. You come running your mouth like I don't know, because, he's a dude that you're his superior to or something. Like I, because I feel you, like he I t- does about it. That's a lot how of- he talks
1: to Aaron, too, probably. It feels
0: like he talks down sometimes. And he may not be meaning to talk down, but it it seems like he's talking down sometimes to guys. Like all these coaches, like hacking these guys. I just, I don't know, man. That's what it seems like. Outside in. Now, these guys may be boys, and that's how they talk to each other. And we're just seeing it on camera. So that's how we take it and they're fine with it. But outside looking in, that
1: was I don't know. That we was knew the weight that he wanted to reach. They're definitely boys. They're probably talking like twice a week about their weight goals and whatnot. And that's probably the same way that he talks to Rogers. He probably calls him a little B and whatnot yeah. as well. That's 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 football guy talk. You guys, you guys in this Rodgers stuff. Man. Hey, all I know insane. is he better
0: be talking to Cammy two days a week, two, three days a week to figure out how to fix his offensive line. Watch, Cameron will be the offensive line coach next year. That wouldn't surprise me well. either. Yeah, it would not surprise me at all. Here's Ryan Horvath by MGM Tonight. Make sure to check him out. Uh, part of the BetQL Radio Network has college football uh, shows on Saturday mornings coming to a uh, station near you as well. We'll have it on 1250 AM, the fan on Saturday mornings. Uh, once the, uh, that gets announced, I'll have more details for you on that. We'll be back on Friday. And on Friday, we'll record. And we'll talk about Thursday's podcast. And, of course, confident, concerned, and curious, leading up to the exhibition game on Saturday as well. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, have a good one, everybody. Toodles.